Hi everyone, welcome back to Gen Talks. It's Kaylee here. And Drew. And today we have a very, very special guest with us. Um, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi everyone. My name is Galicia Gordon. I am the founder of Leading Learners. And aside from my founder position, I am a senior in high school from Vancouver, Canada. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're also seniors. Drew and I are also seniors. And yeah, so um, we've done a lot of research on what you've done and we saw Leading Learners and it's just an incredible organization. Mm -hmm. um, so kind of what made you want to start or what inspired you to start Leading Learners? Mm -hmm. So there were two kind of factors that uh, prompted me to start the organization. Um, initially, growing up with a diverse background, um, I already had to learn three languages by around the age of six just to be able to communicate with my family. And I thought that that was kind of a really large struggle I didn't want others to go through when they're trying to learn a new language and, you know, deal with cultural hybridity issues. And additionally, entering the depths of high school, I noticed how much information overload students were bombarded with. And I was wondering how could I navigate with all, through all of this um, information that was being handed to me. So I thought um, it would just be nice to have like a one-stop platform that students could go to and they could have everything they could need during their academic years to support them. Yeah, school, high, especially high school is definitely the most overwhelming I've ever been like in mm -hmm. my entire life. <laughs> so I think that's really, really, really great. So we, when talking about like the founding of your organization, I know you touched on that you spoke three languages. Um, what languages do you speak? So I speak English, French, and Spanish. Did those come from like family? Like do your family also speak them or did you just like purely take them up on your own? Yeah. So my family, like I mentioned, we do come from a really diverse background. So there would be some parts of my family that would speak strictly Spanish, some that would speak French and a little bit of English, and some completely English and trying to learn from other parts of the family. It was like all together, really. And like, because like, I think being trilingual and learning multiple languages is like really, it's a good skill to have. Mm -hmm. um, how has building like languages and learning all these language skills helped you through your journey in founding leading learners and maybe as like a student. And I saw that you're also like a tutor and in volunteering and just like everyday life. How has being trilingual like helped you um, mm -hmm. or maybe also hindered in like just everyday and what you do? Yeah, I think it's helped me really like gain perspectives whenever I enter a room and I see that there's so many different faces. I feel like I've been able to connect with people also on a more interpersonal level. And I think that's come across through, um, like you mentioned, like tutoring and volunteering. And then also just everyday life. I feel like I love meeting new people all the time now. And it's <laughs> definitely um, like hindered in, uh, rendered my confidence in a sense, where I feel like I can talk to anyone <laughs> really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I'm bilingual kind of, but mm -hmm. I definitely understand what you mean by you feel a little bit more connected with people who don't speak solely like English. You can mm -hmm. speak a little bit more. And um, I think that breaks down barriers. So that's really, really mm -hmm. um, great to hear. Yeah, I definitely relate to that too, because I am also bilingual. Um, 
too. So I definitely relate to like it allows for more a deeper connection to people around you. Mm-hmm. Um, so starting to talk about leading learners, um, what is your like organization and like what are some projects that you have done? Yeah, so really a whole conjumble of things over this past year. But um, in short, uh, Leading Learners is a platform uh, for student resources, free student resources, and we aim to make them super accessible for students. And some examples of certain resources we may have are like little video toolkits, like one minute guides that will take you through how to pick up a skill or how to render your confidence. And then we also have ebooks where students might be able to learn like how they could learn another language as well, like we mentioned, and um, Mm -hmm. pick up different skills that might help them during their academic years. And then another big project that we had been working on, especially over this last year uh, with the pandemic, um, are our scholarships page. So um, over the course of one year, we had actually promoted um, over $3 million in scholarships um, through organizational partners and university partners. And that had really helped students, and they had definitely shown appreciation for what we had done for them. Oh, wow. That's incredible. So I was, yeah, I saw this scholarship calendar on on your website, and I was wondering, so you guys raised that money to, for, to have, to give scholarships to students. So you guys raised that money? Um, actually we do have organizations or these universities that are hosting these scholarships to come to us and ask them and ask mm-hmm. us to promote them, um, on behalf. So. Oh, okay. Okay. That's so, cool. God. Okay. So pretty much, um, you guys kind of gather a bunch of resources of, for scholarships that kind of schools and different organizations offer. And then you, um, consolidate them into this calendar right and then mm-hmm. um so it's a lot more accessible to students mm-hmm. to um access them because it's very very difficult to actually find scholarships if you can't if you don't like do a bunch of research yeah. right so okay so I see what you're saying that's really really incredible and great because I know since we're we were just in the college process for in the in the states in the United States mm-hmm. um and I think you probably have the same experience too where we're trying to find scholarship opportunities but it's pretty difficult finding ones that fit you and then the ones that um that you think you can write essays about mm-hmm. or the ones that don't inqu- require essays stuff like that so I think it's really great that students have the opportunities to use the calendar and like use your resource that you give to students um to find these scholarships that's really great yeah, I was about to say that's really amazing that you have schools and like universities come to you to help them promote their scholarships and make it more accessible for more people. I think that's really amazing. <laughs> Thank you. And how did how did you get in contact with these like universities and how did you guys got how did you um build that relationship with universities or did they start um talking to you first? Yeah, so starting up, um, originally the actual like founding story, um, we had just gone out to different um, schools, educators, counselors, really anyone we could talk to with educational experience. And we thought, we, we thought, how could we expand this idea? How could we get to many, as many students as possible? And they had just suggested sending out lots of emails, lots of lots of emails, seeing how we could 
speak about our platform, go to different schools, and now with this pandemic age, um, doing virtual events. So definitely we got our name out there just by outreach and being able to speak with students in masses. And then aside from that, yeah, when Traction had gotten on, then university partners or uh, organizational partners who are hosting scholarships had come to us to promote. Oh, okay. So it's, um, you kind of used that you and your team, I'm guessing, use that strategy of um, keep like sending emails and keep trying to find um, people that need these resources and mm-hmm. can help us with um, spreading our message and spreading the word and helping us create this um, scholarship opportunity for people to use. And I think that's, yeah, so I think that helps a lot of listeners and students in general yeah. learn that um, you just have to keep you have to be determined and keep going. And a lot of times for a lot of opportunities too, from what I've seen is you have to email, like whether it's research for research or for organizations trying to find opportunities, it's just emails, 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 just Mm -hmm. keep emailing. Right. (laughs) So we talked about the scholarship calendar, which is really amazing. Do you have any future plans or any future events that you're in the middle of planning or any ideas that you want to share? Yeah, so um, we do have two programs that we are currently expanding. So um, one of the larger programs is our chapter program. And so our chapter program, students are able to like build a little team of leadership students and get to know their student community. So sort of like how I was starting off leading learners, they would talk to different counselors, educators, just trying to get better get to know their student community, maybe conduct some student surveys like I did as well. Um, And we have chapters now on the global scale. Um, We had opened two, I believe, in Mexico and India, and then Mm -hmm. lots and lots in across the United States and Canada, also where we're from. And then um, a second project of ours um, is our Leaders of the Month program. So our Leaders of the Month program, we will showcase two students. So we have one from high school, one from post-secondary, and we showcase them based on their efforts. And this can be across many different areas. We consider efforts to be in like their personal life, in their community, within their families, and just helping their peers out in any way. And we do receive nominations from, like I mentioned, parents, educators, students themselves also who want to nominate a friend who has done something really um, impactful. And I think that students really like that, um, like student to student connection and by reading different student stories, I think it's really helped them to um, relate on a more interpersonal level. Yeah, that's definitely really inspiring, especially that project I saw that. And I think it's really cool how um, you can read all of these students' stories and just, and then to nominate a friend or if a parent sees it, they can nominate it. And Mm -hmm. that kind of project is really inspiring to people who are able to read it and for the people that get nominated too. Mm -hmm. I think it's a great opportunity to -hmm. showcase what they've done, but then it's also inspiring to other kids who want to get involved and want to get started and want to get ideas. Um, But also, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think we've mentioned this, but when did you start um, leading learners? Yeah. Oh, wow. We didn't talk about that. Yes. (laughs) So um, I originally started in November 2019, where I would um, conduct these student surveys and get to talk to counselors and educators. 
and then actually founding the organization in January of 2020. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, so congratulations since you like just hit the one year mark on your organization. <laughs> oh yeah, thank you. Um, I have another question. Um, so obviously you are a high school student. Mm-hmm. What are some like challenges you faced along the way when you started leading learners and like how did you like overcome these challenges or find a solution to them? Yeah, so one big one was like having this professional front my friends and I, so it was originally myself and two of my friends that would have to, like, we felt like we had to be really professional when we were speaking to counselors, even just at our school. In a sense, we felt like we were really intimidated just because we were only high school students. So I think we had to definitely build a professional front when we were trying to um, gather some more resources or get to know how students were feeling and connecting with administration of schools was definitely really scary. So we really wanted to build a professional look on our organization. And I think that the only way we were able to do that was by having support from these educators and counselors. And so um, I would honestly recommend that if you are considering, you know, looking for a support system, that that's the best way to go for it, to just go for it, honestly. And I think that that's what helped us to grow was having a professional front at the start, although it was kind of challenging at the start. Okay. And so um, because you guys are so young and you had to speak with like these adults and, and you had to have that professional front because to to make your organization seem um, professional, mm-hmm. right? And then um, how did you guys ever have any struggles with um, people taking you seriously um, as youths, even, like starting this organization or ever have that interaction with someone an adult um, who told you couldn't do something because you were young? Mm-hmm. We did, definitely. And some some teachers that when we when we were going out to different um, provinces, so in different countries even, that's when it was kind of a challenge because they had thought we're from this really small high school in, like, in Vancouver, in Canada, where there's already, like, some struggles already there, and mm-hmm. that there's only three of us, so... We had to really build it up as fast as we could. But um, yeah, there definitely were some times where people wouldn't take us as seriously, even though we were trying to bring a really um, awesome mission to the table. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if you said this before, but is it just you leading this, um, leading, leading learners? Or like, do you have people like helping you like a team? Yeah, I don't lead leading learners by myself. So we actually have a global team right now of 100 executives. And we did ensure that they were all students. I definitely wanted that because of all the struggles of trying to be a student founder. So um, we have just over 100 student executives in high school and post-secondary. That's really, really, um, I keep seeing really, really, but that's amazing. (laughs) Um, I love the the mission of keeping it to students, um, keeping students involved and providing them with the opportunities because, yeah, um, for as students, it's hard to find opportunities um, and we're all students. So I think that's really great. Um, so what advice do you have for other youths out there to get started or um, want to, that want to start an organization or project um, 
or want to get, just get involved, but they're kind of struggling to to kind of get get a push to start. Mm-hmm. So I would recommend two things. So first, um, kind of doing, I guess you could say market research. It depends if you're doing a passion project or a business, but um, try to find a target audience that you know is in need of help and in need of maybe some resources or a certain area you could help in specifically. And then um, aside from that, I would also say to find a support system from the start, because if anything goes wrong or there are any challenges or barriers along the way that you could always fall back on those support systems that you do have from the start. Yeah. And then, so this is kind of like a little bit off of what we just asked, but your team is like really, is really big. You, you said you have um, quite a, like a hundred executives about, right. Um, How do you deal with, or how are you able to um, work together as a team with so many people? Like what do you, what is your strategy? Like what do you guys do? Yeah, we have this really cool thing that um, our internal uh, relations director had thought of. So every week we will prompt our team with just a nice fun question, just getting to know how they're feeling. I remember one of our questions actually being what our favorite uh, flavor of ice cream was. <laughs> and we just get to, um, you know, connect with each other on more of an interpersonal level, ask some fun questions. And we like to stay engaged as much as, as much as possible. So we always say that, you know, our direct messages are always open and we can always speak if we want to. Yeah, it's really that's I think that's the most important thing in creating this kind of team environment is having that interpersonal relationships with your team, uh, making sure everyone feels comfortable, Mm -hmm. that you always have someone to talk to if you're struggling within the organization. So that's really great because um, with, when you have like hundreds of people in your organization, it feel like it it definitely gets disconnected when there's people Mm -hmm. from different parts of the world, even because I know you said with those chapters too, um, there's people around the globe so having those questions, the the reaching out and saying that here our DMs are open, like you can talk to us, that is definitely um, an important thing, especially when you're uh, in an organization, starting an organization. Yeah. Oh, whoops, I was muted. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I also really do agree with Kaylee about like having that interpersonal connection with everyone on your team. Um, is there, I know you have a really big team, but some people might be wondering, is there a way to get involved in leading learners, whether it's being a part of like your executives, I think you called it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like I mentioned, I think our chapters is the best way to get involved and we don't just limit it to high schools or post-secondary schools. So students who might be in part-time education or may not have access to education right now. We do allow chapters to be region-based or based in your city. So you can always just start one and they're 100% free to start as well. That's amazing. Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) You can go. You can go. Okay. One second. Let me wait. That's amazing. And how many chapters did you say you had again? Um, I can't exactly name the exact number, but I do know that right now we have over a thousand students who are in our chapters program oh my that's a lot (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah, that is a that's a large number, and I think you guys are doing great. This is really amazing, and so as a stu- high school student, as a student, and kind of the founder of um, this really amazing organization, and being able to balance this organization with school, and then also other extracurricular activities. Um, how are you able to manage that? How are you able to balance that with also like mental health and um, that those sorts of things? Mm-hmm. There are really two things that I always um, tell my team if they could do it, it would be amazing. So two things that have really helped me over the, over the course of this year has one been my Google Calendar. Always have to book up everything, even invites. I have to have my Google Calendar. It just organizes everything and it can show me when I have space to, you know, have that downtime, have some time for reading, just getting a good salad, honestly, a good coffee. (laughs) Um, And then also I do like to have one day of the week where I just really slug out. Like I don't do anything. I will just completely relax and hang out with friends if I can. And sometimes that's Sunday, sometimes that's Tuesday, but I always try to look and see where I can have time to just relax on a given day of the week. Hmm. And then how, because I I think that's also really nice that you do that because where you have just that one day where you can just relax. Mm -hmm. But I know for me, sometimes when I try to relax, sometimes I can't. How do you, how are you able to, um, in that time period, just think about nothing else and not have to worry about, cause I, you're probably really busy. How do you have, are able to like block the other, the things block these extra things outside of your life um, with just like relaxing and kind of blocking those things out. How are you able to do that? Um, yeah. I think that there's definitely a lot of ants that comes with like school and we feel like we don't have, or we're not even like technically allowed to relax in a sense. And I definitely yeah. feel it with my friends. So I know what you mean, Um, but I will just take time to um, tell everyone, like, I'm going to be off today. If you have any questions, you can leave them for me, but I'll be back tomorrow. And I definitely tell that with my closest friends and, like, my support system so they know um, that I do just want to have some downtime. I try to spend um, as little time on electronics as I can, even though it's kind of hard (laughs) with the digital age and everything. But I think that has really helped me to just enjoy the time that I have there and just be present in the moment yeah electronics my phone it's so addictive Um, (laughs) I think even though this is what I believe where I don't think we're actually taking breaks when we're watching anything on social media on YouTube (laughs) on Instagram on TikTok on Snapchat I don't think we're actually taking breaks when we're doing that but I still do that anyways but I think staying off of social media, staying off of our devices, that's probably the best break we're actually going to have, the best mental break. Mm-hmm. So that's great advice. Just stay off of your device. That's <laughs> yes. great advice. Like I was trying to take a break earlier today and I actually ended up just coloring because <laughs> I'm like, I really shouldn't be on my phone. So I ended up like, coloring Nemo. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Galicia, do you have any, like, de-stress methods besides just, like, relaxing and um, that, just having taken that time to relax? What are, like, the your de-stress? Um, what do you do during that time? 
Um, sometimes I love skincare. Sometimes I just like taking a long bath. Um, and I'll just let the water run for a bit, stop the water and just, just be present and just like let my thoughts, if they do come, just let them come, experience them and let them flow. I feel like if I do have like things around me, like different electronics, like we mentioned, sometimes I feel like that gets in the way of my thoughts and not being able to really reflect on them and hone in on them. So I really just let myself relax when I can, um, like just by being by myself and enjoying the present moment as much as possible. Yeah, that's really great. Um, I've actually been also trying to do that too, letting those thoughts come and go mm-hmm. and meditating and just relaxing. Um, but yeah, I think that's, those are all the questions we have. It did go pretty fast. So um, <laughs> do you want to wrap it up? Sure. Is there, first, Galicia, is there any last things you want to say about leading learners or anything? Uh, no, I think you guys are incredible. Like everything flows so well. And I'm sorry for any like long edits you might have to make. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. No, you're good. Okay. Okay. If you want to learn more about leading learners, follow at leading learners on Instagram. We love speaking with you, Galicia, and we hope you all enjoy listening to Galicia's experience and learning about leading learners. Thank you. Thank you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye bye.